BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You're listening to SupDoc, and this is a bonus episode where we talk about Tiger King and I, which is a follow-up interview show that Joel McHale did for Netflix to talk to the survivors of the Tiger King docu-series. I am Paco Romain. I'm George Chen. And And I'm Will Scoville. Yeah, (laughs) Will. Our third... Our third wheel, our first will. Uh, will is our producer on the show, and Where he's the- from Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we needed yeah. to talk to him about this because you bro- you're like, hey, this is like another Oklahoma weirdo. The moment that we were talking about this. Yeah, I think I actually think it was Will that brought this to our attention. If I remember, I remember I think you asked us if we had been watching it and I think I'd had heard of it, but I had not yet seen it. That or like, I think I saw the trailer and I'm like, Oh shit, they're doing a documentary about uh, Joe exotic. You guys, this is going to be crazy. And sure enough, (laughs) sure enough, it was just as crazy as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. When, when you lived in Oklahoma, so was Joe there when you lived there? He was there, but he was not uh, as big of a celebrity. I've, I've been gone for like 13, 14 years. So he was not either just getting established or not quite who he became uh, by the time I left. So uh, I was not there for like the really like the height of it. The fun like the, times. Yeah. Like the running for governor parts or anything. Yeah, I was I was long gone. Have you Were been to you, weird parks like this, go. though? Yeah. That's yeah. The question. Yeah. There's a lot. There's like there is a bigger. OK, so as far as like <laughs> these kind of like private zoos, I used to work at the Oklahoma City Zoo, which is. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it was just like it's just like a city zoo. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it's like uh, it was they were in the process of like converting it from all the old WPA uh, structures uh, to like new structures that were actually like a lot better for the for the animals there. What were you doing at the zoo? I worked at a snack cart. I sold okay. Uh, okay. Pepsi all summer. One summer got sunburned. That's how you're able to deal with the comedians and podcasters. You've worked yeah. in a zoo with actual yeah. animals. So, oh man. Um, so there's another one in South Southern Oklahoma, kind of on your way to Texas, called uh, which Winnie Wood is also on that I-35 corridor that goes into Texas. Um, as is Windstar Casino, if you can see my koozie here, Windstar Casino, nice. which is uh, very near where the new uh, Joe Exotic Zoo is, the the kind of spinoff zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jeff Lowe a, Zoo, yeah. Yeah, the Jeff Lowe Zoo. Uh, so there's, um, there's one called Arbuckle Wilderness uh, where, you know, that was a drive-through zoo where you would, like, get the, <laughs> the, the bucket of feed uh, at the front and then drive through. Uh, and yeah, so I've been at like one of those in like in Taiwan, we've been through yeah. drive through zoo in Taiwan, which I, is, like, I don't remember feeding anything, but just driving. Yeah. Through. Yeah. 
I've been to one in Texas too, so it's it's like a common thing. And I just watched a Simpsons episode about where they take Grandpa Simpson to to one. Um, so it's a common thing. Um, but yeah, this this one is just another one of the weird tourist traps on that on that corridor. Um, there's also the baby infant of Prague, uh, which is one I would always see. So there's a town in Oklahoma that's spelled Prague, like the country, <laughs> but it's pronounced Prague in the same way that Miami, Oklahoma is pronounced Miami, like officially. <laughs> and it's like this weird, uh, doll that was made to worship, uh, Jesus somehow. And I've never seen it in person. I've only seen like a giant sign for it. So weird tour straps in Oklahoma. Uh, uh, George and I are both stunned. A weird a doll that was made to worship Jesus. It's apparently a thing, and it's a thing from Europe, but there's one in Oklahoma, and it's from Prague originally, but they put it in Prague because it's Prague, and it's... Oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. There's I no think Velvet Revolution awesome. in Oklahoma, though. Yeah. There's no Václav Havel of Oklahoma. <laughs> I am probably oh, way off on my story about, like, what it actually means, <laughs> but I just, it is something I am aware of, like, that I've seen. Kafka, P- Kafka was in Oklahoma. Yeah. He wrote all his works. In, uh, do, you, do you guys think that they've run out of stories in Florida and they're going to start moving to, like, Midwestern red states for more, like, weird slices of Americana stories? Well, Oklahoma is definitely a place where you could pick up some of that. Um, Oklahoma great, man. Yeah, there's a great uh, there's a book that came out a few years ago called uh, called uh, Boomtown about OKC. Oh yeah, specifically. I started reading that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. really interesting. I didn't um, get very far into it, but it's also Watchmen. <laughs> basically, Watchmen was based in Tulsa, book, and then uh, Scorsese's next movie is all based in Oklahoma, and it's a true story. Well, there you go. Yeah, Will, Oklahoma. there you go. This is what your no- next podcast should be about. It should actually yeah. be about Oklahoma. OK Computer, the OK <laughs> the Oklahoma podcast. That I, I just get that feeling because I feel like there's like we've it's like we've run out of stories. Florida has just been it's been squeezed dry, so yeah. we're gonna have to move on to some other weird states. And Oklahoma seems perfect. Arkansas, I feel like is the as on the precipice of something. That's a weird one. We're going to be hearing. Yeah. Arkansas is a very strange state. Absolutely. So, uh, Will, you saw uh, the docuseries. Yeah. T- yeah, Tiger King. And what did you think about it? Like, over, overview? Uh, I think I had the same opinion. I was, like, very much, like, enthralled with it. Uh, but I also was like, ah, oh, man. Like, um, my wife was like, why are we giving these people time? Why do they deserve? <laughs> and it, I mean, I do think that's true. Does Joe Exotic deserve the celebrity that he is getting? Um, mm. And then even if we watch this thing that we're reviewing today on this show, the after show, everyone was just like, yeah, that dude belongs in jail. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. N- nobody really had any good things to say about him. No, no one, even like the people that were kind of on his side, mm. kind of like his campaign manager was like, yeah, he, the 19, uh, convictions that he got, he deserved them all. Yeah. Basically it was, it was interesting. Cause let's just jump into the tiger King. And I, the, the, the one bit that I thought was the most fascinating is when, when they were talking to, was it Josh dial Liz campaign? Yeah, yeah. 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 Josh. Yeah. And he was like, um, they didn't, you know, he's gay, so it's Oklahoma, so they're going to convict him. But, yeah, he was also probably guilty of all 19 counts. And then he was like, gays like us have a hard time in Oklahoma. And I was like, oh, okay. Didn't realize that Josh was was gay. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought that's a gay libertarian, man. You got the Midwest. I mean, that that, that sounds about right. I mean, um, mean, you did see in Tiger King a lot of, like, Joe at— one or two gay pride parades 
uh, which is another thing that's come up since I've been gone is that, uh, especially in like Tulsa and Oklahoma city, that's like a big deal now. Oh, um, good. And it's like a family thing. So it's, it's, yeah, it's weird. And also weed is legal in Oklahoma now, which is, uh, I still can't get over that. I, that's, <laughs> I, I still kind of refuse to accept it. Well, that's one of those states where they would take a hand, right? If they found you with an eight, an eighth of weed, they'd yeah. be like, we're going to take an arm and you're well, going to spend the next 20 years in jail. Well, my friend, like he got pulled over and he had, you know, a pipe in his car with a little bit for himself. Um, he had to spend a night in jail and he got it like cost him a lot of money, but he got it like wiped off of his, uh, record, but he also had to have like a breathalyzer in- installed in his car. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, I don't drink. I just smoke weed. So it, I don't really see the point, uh, of having this. So yeah, he did. So in order to start his car, he had a breathalyzer. Yeah. And he just like, he's oh, like, I yeah, I don't drink and it's true he was like no, he's he might have a beer once or twice uh a year but like yeah i don't drink but i would like a breathalyzer in my car that just tells me how bad my breath yeah. is just like dude, like before you go to a meeting brush, just scope yeah exactly like that's the kind of uh-huh. you can't drive to this meeting without freshening <laughs> up or if, if you if you're carrying any virus maybe mm. oh yeah it's like a covid test perhaps. and you have okay well you have a dispenser yeah. for mouthwash in your car, mm-hmm. and that uh, mouthwash doubles as windshield wiper fluid. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We might be on to something. Well, I, I, were you guys as disinterested in this follow-up as Joel seemed to be? <laughs> <laughs> I was, when I heard there was an episode eight, and also like Jeff Lowe kind of teased that there would be an episode eight before right. it dropped. Which was also surprising news. Yeah, um, I I was excited to see what was going to happen, and I was I, I feel like it's been like two weeks since we rec- three weeks since we recorded our episode, and I'm kind of over this entire thing already. Yeah, uh, I feel pretty done with it, uh, and I feel like this was a nice nail in the coffin on it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty over thinking about these people, but. It's still, it's still fascinating, at some level. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, let down, let down a little bit by what episode eight, the episode eight. It's gonna be everything's gonna be resolved. Like not really, not too much extra information came out. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought too. Is there anything that you guys learned that surprised you in this recap of the recap? Um, I felt like for one thing in the show, and I think I did this too, like I misgendered Saf, uh, because in the show they misgender Saf. Mm -hmm. So that was sort of cleared up, but also Saf was just like, yeah, it didn't really bother me. I'm like, Saf's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah. Saf's the fucking coolest. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. And I, I like, kind of like how everyone was just like, I don't want to be a celebrity. I was in a document, I was in a documentary, like leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, like Joel's like, what, what have you been doing with your newfound fame? And they're just like, I just want to be left alone, man. I used to work in a zoo in Oklahoma and now everyone's like coming up to me at Walmart wanting pictures. It, it's a bit like, yeah, he, he's such a big figure. He's such a big personality that it's like, if you had any involvement, it was inescapable that you're going to get drawn into his bullshit. Um, whether that's just even added celebrity that you don't necessarily want, he, found a way even in prison to to drag you into it and 
Um, yeah, I even felt like these folks didn't even want to be on this special. And I have a feeling this was probably taped right at the beginning of like the corn, the lockdown, um, right. you know, and so everyone was still trying to like deal with that shit and productions are still trying to deal with like how we're going to do this. And Joel McHale's like, you're going to want me to do what? Everyone's going to be wearing AirPods. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> and so and everyone got a free phone out of it or something yeah. at least. Yeah. I did like what's his name the the guy who was producing uh, Joe Exotic's TV show Kirkham yeah yeah he had Kirkham. his like uh, his AirPod like flipped up like it was an antenna. oh yeah I, that's right <laughs> I noticed that I was trying to the entire time I was watching it, him being interviewed I'm like what is he doing with that is that how you're supposed like is that something new that they use that was that's, he probably just doesn't know how to how to do it he's like it's yeah. an antenna it points up uh, I like that he fled to Norway that yeah. cracked me up. I like that he took off to Norway and tried to get as far away as possible. And, you know, we've been playing, guys, um, cast this dock for years. Yeah. And the world has finally caught up to us and our fun game that we play on our, our podcast. I love how they're like, well, the entire Internet has now cast this documentary series. And, and he was right about, Kirkham was right about, I mean, that is perfect casting to have Billy mm -hmm. Bob Thornton play him. Mm -hmm. I don't know, did we also say James Carville? I know he's oh. not an actor, but he was on he, he was on K Street, which was a fictionalized uh, 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 version of himself on on that TV show. Oh yeah, that was a short lived TV show. Yeah. Forgot about that about K Street. Um, yeah, so I was like, I mean, I thought it was. You know, I thought the, the I forget the first guy's name that they talked Cowie, to. Cowie, Eric who Cowie. Was, yeah, yeah, I like that dude. I thought he's he was fun, you know, and he was like. I like how kind of like he's kind of pissed off and just kind of like, fuck, fuck, leave me alone. Fuck everybody, <laughs> you know, and like he's like, you taking a shower or we washed your hair. And he's like, I, I get pissed on every day. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I like this guy. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's kind of interesting to see Jeff Lowe and his wife and the nanny, you know, and the nanny thing, Ooh. which how do, I mean, do you guys actually buy it? Do you think it's real or do you think they're lying? Is do they what th the, you think they have the a sexual part? Or the just nanny? that they have a hot nanny, like, you know? Mm. What's your I mean, gut tell that's you? That's subjective. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I they're kind of like swingers anyway, right? Isn't that? that I don't know, average? man. Everyone into big cats is polyamorous. That's basically I, what we've learned. And a libertarian and a magician. And a, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, I think across the board, everybody was like, uh, Joe Exotic was a dick to the tigers. He killed them cold-bloodedly, had no real empathy. Carol uh, Baskins oh, yeah. definitely killed her husband and is in it for the money. That's the pretty much. Story. Yeah. Oh, oh Kirkham. man. Is that Kirkham that had the horse story? I think it was. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes. That's, that's one thing I loved about this, watching this, was like, Joel McHale here. Hey, funny guy from television. Tell me about the day. When the horse got murdered. <laughs> Tell me about the day when he shot himself in the head in front of you. Oh, uh, that, that was, was like, oh. I'm like, ah, all right. <laughs> that was painful. Especially when he was like, well, he put the gun to his head, and for five seconds in his eyes, he knew he had made a mistake. And then Joe McHale just looks down at the floor like, what have I done with my career? All right. I'm like, okay, moving on. <laughs> what is happening? What have I done? Oh, yeah, he was like, I'm not prepared for this. I'm not a 60 Minutes reporter. Like, <laughs> oh, man, that was tough. That's he did ask. Tough. I'm glad he asked Jeff Lowe about his affliction shirt. So he, yes. he threw a lot of good shade at Jeff Lowe. Uh, who yeah, to the shade. Um, yes, James Garrison would have been cool to hear from. I think 
like an, another uh, disreputable source of information in the show. They but. do talk about him for a hot second, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't think he's probably smart to not yeah. want to be interviewed. I would imagine. What, the one person I thought who's kind of, I've kind of followed a little bit, I saw some tweets from her. Uh, I think her name is Barbara. She was the one that left Doc Antle's enclave. She actually seems like really put together and has had good things to say on Twitter about this whole mm. thing. Uh, I think she would have been good. No one really kind of delved into the Doc Antle world yeah. in this uh, in this after show. Um, yeah, I didn't learn a ton of stuff. What 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 has come out of this for me is like I'm just done. I'm just pretty yeah. much done with the nail in the coffin can finally be put on Joe Exotic. I don't care if he gets out of jail, frankly, at this point. Right uh, also, I have been kind of digging into the Joe Exotic podcast, which has a very different take on things. It's A, it sort of lays out the kind of evolution of Carol Baskin a little bit more in her side of things. And uh, so like you kind of understand how she transitions from having a bobcat to then opening a tiger sanctuary and it paints her more sympathetically, but um, there's, well, there's more stuff we can get to about uh, news items that have flowed out of this whole story that aren't specifically to do with tiger King. And I, I think it's just like Netflix being like, the same way Netflix has a pod, bunch of podcasts about their shows now. It's like Netflix is like, why don't we own every ancillary piece of this thing? Like, short of making merch. Like, I'm, I'm right. sure they do make merch for some of their shows. Mm-hmm. But it's like, they're like, oh, wait, this is like the number one documentary probably of the streaming era. Or they, yes. People are saying of all time. Yeah. yeah. Number one docu-series of all time. Uh, it'd be kind of hard because they don't really release numbers. So I don't know where how these numbers came out. Does anyone well, know do, how these numbers came out? They do have a, I don't know about all time, but they do have that ranking system that they put on Netflix recently where you get to see like what is number one trending, uh, maybe just in your country. Uh, and we were talking about on Slack where that got knocked out by uh, the... <laughs> The Minions? The, the Minions, uh, Despicable Me, the first one. Um, because, you know, parents, you turn it on and you play it like nine times a day. And I, that's really the only reason, I think. Um, so repeat viewing, yeah. yeah. And have your kids watch uh, Joe Exotic. Yeah. You could yeah. if you wanted to traumatize them, yeah. George, what's the name of the Joe Exotic podcast? It's called Joe Exotic. Yeah. And oh, I, it's yeah. made by Wondery. And I think... After this came out, they now call it Joe Exotic colon Tiger King. Mm -hmm. And it used to be there were two episodes up and it was the rest of it was behind a paywall. And then I think Wonder is just like, oh, shit, people are Googling this. So they're just like, "Okay, we're just going to rebrand it and also put out extra episodes. So the guy who created that is named Robert Moore. And he's like a journalist. And I just read something of his on Twitter. It's just like, hey, I interviewed all these same people. Yeah. And I made a podcast about it. And I have the TV rights. But someone should talk to me about this. Yeah. Please ask right. me questions about this. So I was thinking about like how every ancillary piece of there's like, firstly, Kirkham tried to make a thing about Joe Exotic. And it got uh, stymied by Joe Exotic. Then Eric Good makes a thing about Joe Exotic. But in between that, someone else had done an entire series, nonfiction, audio documentary about Joe Exotic. And then there was like 
all these competing stories about these people that are competing with each other. It's like a competition. It's like a meta competition about uh, all the and all the like who has the rights to the jokes. How come like the podcast gets the the dramatization rights and not Eric Good, you know, because they were there first. And this is opening up another bunch of other questions I was having about like who has nonfiction rights when it's like someone's life story. That's, this is the new uh, uh, streaming media landscape because, you know, we had the two fire, fire fest yeah, it's like documentaries, that. Yeah, you know, sure. yeah. and I do want to yeah. say, OK, so the fire fest, I only watched one of them and I can't remember which one I watched. Probably that the Netflix one, one. That one had a big Oklahoma connection too to another uh, uh, Oklahoma asshole uh, who is Aubrey McClendon. Uh, former CEO of, I believe, Chesapeake Energy. So, is that the uh, guy who died in the car crash? Yeah, he slammed his oh, car yeah, yeah. into a, yeah. an embankment as he was about to get indicted for something or other, or Enron or something. Yeah, something oh, no, no, like that. Later, yeah, no, it was like later. Yeah, uh, and he was partially responsible for bringing the thunder to Oklahoma City. Um, so, there's a lot of good things he did for the town, but overall, he's a, he was a real piece of shit, um, and. You know, one of many in Oklahoma, including the the current governor, who you should also look into. That guy's a, a crazy guy. Um, so but we have been better off with Joe Exotic as governor. Maybe of like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine right now if Joe Exotic was governor of Oklahoma. Like, wow. like well, so uh, there's a bunch of people <laughs> died, but do you want a refund or yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, you want to come back later? <laughs> oh. um, yeah. And I, I want to do. I want to give a shout out to uh, Oklahoma blog, The Lost Ogle, O-G-L-E, uh, which is a uh, local reference. They were covering Joe Exotic kind of in real time. Uh, so if you want to get a good take on what he was doing, especially when running for governor, go ahead and read their coverage of Joe Exotic. It's it's a lot of fun. Wow. Awesome. Okay. So that is our recap of the recap, which is the Tiger king and i so um let's talk about some docs what have you guys been uh, kicking back in your quarantine your self-isolation your sip and watching some docs i got a couple i watched uh that i and uh you know awesome. either enjoyed or, or kind of liked uh, recently one is called well groomed uh it's about uh it's on hbo and it's about these folks who groom dogs for for shows uh and i watched it because uh former guest dan deacon did the soundtrack for it um, oh neat! Uh, it was it was pretty good. It's it's kind of like one of those co- competition documentaries, uh, but the people who are doing the grooming are very wild, and, and they all have certain personalities. And then the actual things, the shaving the dogs into whatever they're doing, it was also uh, pretty interesting as well. Um, very lighthearted, uh, not not the amount of drama that you have with uh, Joe Exotic, but. Um, you know, enjoyable nonetheless. Uh, awesome. Second one I watched very quickly is, is called Never Surrender. Uh, it's a documentary about um, the fandom that has emerged around the movie Galaxy Quest. Uh, oh, <laughs> I love right. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is a great movie. If you yeah. haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Uh, the documentary was interesting. It was pretty exhaustive uh, and exhausting. Uh, it kind of <laughs> went, it was too long, uh, and, um, it was very much a made for like big, big fans. Um, I did like seeing an older couple that I have seen at some of the nerd conventions that I've been going to in the last couple of years with my other podcast. Um, they're, they're featured oh. heavily in the movie and I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen those people, uh, walking around. <laughs> uh, how nice. cool. 
Uh, there are some cute moments. There are some good things uh, in the documentary, but yeah. Do, do they have a name the way like Swifties is a name or Trekkies? Is there a name for Galhoot? Wait, what are Swifties? Uh, is that people that like Taylor Swift? No, oh, no, no, okay. No. Oh, no, no. I was thinking of, uh, oh, yeah, you're right. I was thinking of like, what, what is that thing that Joss Whedon did? Fire, Firefly? Firefly. Doesn't right. that, doesn't, doesn't that, aren't those, I thought their fans were called something like Swift. I, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. But um, is there a Galaxy Quest like group identity name? No, it's just people who are, like who are fans of that. Okay. No. Yeah, just, I'm a Galaxy Quest fan, yeah. What, what about, do they get into the Three Amigos Galaxy, Galaxy Quest thing? I don't know what that where, is. Yeah, I don't know this I just, either. I, well, I, 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 on Facebook, I got very controversial and said that I thought Three Amigos was a horrible comedy. I never thought it was funny. <laughs> and everyone came after me with pitchforks, but they also said uh, that's all Galaxy Quest is, is a remake of Three Amigos. <laughs> And oh, because they're actors pretending to be heroes. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. And they basically, it's just a remake of The Three Amigos, which I thought was kind of interesting. It's so, a bit, yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of Three Amigos. Like, I think... Thank you. I think Thank you, Will. Half, half of Three Amigos is good. Half is bad. The half that's good is uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. The half that is bad is uh, Chevy Chase and John Landis. Thank um, you. Yeah. God bless you, sir. I wish you had been part of, I was <laughs> keeping the enemies at bay because I, I feel like there was two funny scenes in the three amigos, yeah. but you know, that's me. But I, anyway, so, okay, that's awesome. So are those both on HBO? Uh, uh, Never Surrender is on Amazon uh, and then okay. Well Groomed is on uh, HBO. Okay, great. George? To redeem myself, uh, Joss Whedon's, uh, the fans of Firefly are called Brown Coats. Mm. Which sounds like uh, more <laughs> like a revolution. Yeah, more like political than it is. Um, the f the one documentary I saw that I think I told you both about, but we haven't talked about on the show. There is one on Amazon about Dr Pepper, and that is mm. fascinating. Do you do you know what I'm talking about, Will? You know, I know what you're talking about. Like about. The yeah, the the Dublin yeah, Dr Pepper. The Dublin Dr. Pepper is the original bottler of Dr. Pepper. And then when corporate Dr. Pepper decided they were going to go high fructose corn syrup, they stuck with sugar, which was more expensive. Mm -hmm. And the, but they had this old radius clause, which was based on how far a, a wagon with its horse drawn could distribute. <laughs> so it basically became like the phenom phenomenon that used to happen with Mexican Coke. Because, you mm -hmm. know, if Mexican Coke used to not only be, used to only be available like, you know, it was not supposed to be available in the U.S. So people were kind of not bootlegging it. Yeah, I guess bootlegging it, right? Is that bootlegging it if you're yeah. just transporting yeah. across across yeah. county lines? And so it becomes this war between the parent company, Dr. Pepper Snapple, and like the original bottler of Dr. Pepper. Oh, wow. And yeah. this one town where the only tourism in that town is around their Dr. Pepper bottling plant and then basically Whoa. it just kind of goes the first half hour i'm like this feels like such a weird i'm just watching like this weird propaganda thing about dr pepper and then I'm like oh this became a totally different story by the end so it has a little bit of an interesting uh kick to it i think it came out in 2013 so the controversy must have been like 2011 or something yeah uh, i remember when they it, were when they were closing down we could get that in oklahoma even though we had a dr pepper bottler in town um, yeah. So we had the Great Plains Bottling Company that did like Coke, Dr. Pepper, and Seven Up, uh, uh. and so it was a big deal that we could get that in the store because it was a different bottler 
and it would come mm-hmm. only in glass bottles, and it would have the Imperial Sugar logo like screen printed onto the bottle as well. Yeah. Oh, so that's cool. the, yeah, they, and then and then it's just a, a fascinating story about just like corporate marketing kind of gone wrong, you know, and like small towns, like trying to survive. And weirdly, like, I think right after that, I started watching the ZZ Top documentary, which is also about weird Texas. Uh, But I didn't get that far in the ZZ Top documentary. I I found out they did a ton of drugs and opened for the the Rolling Stones. But I was like, you know, I kind of zoned out on the ZZ Top documentary. (laughs) A lot of people seem to like it, but... Yeah. The ZZ Top documentary brought to you by the band ZZ Top. Yeah. That's that's what I got yeah. from that doc. I was like, Ugh, okay, guys, whatever. 50 and, years, that's pretty cool. But. And Billy Bob Thornton was in there. So. And <laughs> Billy Bob was there. Is the, uh, the Dr. Pepper doc is on? Amazon Prime. I found oh, it on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. I just kind of stumbled across it because I was like watching other weird like food documentaries. So Amazon's got the weirdest oh, like yeah. collection of docs. They've got some strange docs. Speaking of which, I just watched Flo and Kay on Amazon, which is a documentary about two uh, savant sisters. Oh, um, they're kind of like Rain Man ish, and um, they remember everything: weather, dates, what they wore, what they watched. Um, they have this huge obsession with Dick Cavett. Um, no, not Dick Cavett. Dick Clark. Dick Clark. Thank you. Uh, they have this huge obsession with Dick Clark that they're they're huge Dick Clark fans. It's really good. It's very sweet. It's very heartwarming. It's a you know, it's not like a true crime documentary. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, that's on Amazon. If people want to see that, um, I just watched Beyond the Mat, which is Ooh, classic. Yes. That's a classic one for wrestling fans. Um, you know, it was made about 2002 or something like mm. that. So it goes way back. Um, you see like the rock in his original kind of form. And it, it and, came uh, out during the attitude era, which is kind of, um, yeah. When the rock was, was kind of coming up slash big post like right. Steve Austin. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it, and it's, uh, focuses on, um, uh, I'm just, I just lost his name. Um, Nick Foley. Uh, yeah, Nick Foley. Thank you. Um, so it's, it's, it's good. I mean, I remember watching it when it first came out cause that's my favorite time period of documentaries. Isn't that time 95 to 2005 are my favorite, my favorite decade of documentaries. So that's on Netflix, but I, I've watched a whole slew of them lately. A few that I really enjoyed, uh, one's called tread, which you still have to pay for. It's on Amazon. I think it's three ninety nine to, to rent. But it's about a guy who basically goes crazy in his little Colorado town and reinforces his bulldozer with Mm. uh, sheet metal. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. Is this one Stephen Lynch told you to watch? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very good. He goes, he decides he's going to take out his enemy's property, basically. Yeah, he gets pissed. The Killdozer documentary. The Killdozer <laughs> documentary, exactly. That's a good one. Um, I've been I'm watching the Innocence Project right now on Netflix. Mm. It's really, really good. It's really okay. well made. It's Alex Gibney, mm. um, oh, okay. and it's just about their recent um, work to get people who are wrongly convicted out of prison, which is my nightmare. It's one of my nightmares, anyways. Um, and so, yeah, I mean. There's some others. Cue Ball, which is on Netflix, is very uplifting. It's about um, people in San Quentin basketball team and them like kind of turning their lives around with sports. So um, those are a few that I would recommend. Um, awesome. So George, you had a pitch a doc. You you said you had something to pitch. 
for a what could be a documentary. Yeah, uh, this is actually something I was talking to my brother who's uh, in his early 20s and he was really obsessed with this artist. And then one day all of her music disappeared from Spotify and the only place you can find it now is YouTube and Pandora. Uh, but so for some reason, she yanked all her music, basically removed her digital footprint, uh, seemed to have stopped playing music except for like a band she did in like 2013. And her name is Sadie Price, S-A-Y-D-E Price. And, you know, I wouldn't say that the album really necessarily spoke to me as a music fan in the way it would to someone who was like a high schooler when it came out. So like people write about this album and how much it affected them and how important it was. And now there's like, she seems to, she has a Facebook, but there's like really no explanation of like why she yanked all her music off the internet, took it away from the label. Uh, she did this other project called Bip, 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 which I actually kind of prefer, which is a little bit like noisier and weirder. But it's just like if you like, it's like, you know, female singer songwriter stuff that's, you know, very emotionally raw. Uh, it, you know, it, it fits in that world. I mean, maybe it's one of these things in like 20 years, like way people were looking at like reviving like Vashti Bunyan or like Karen Dalton's career back in the early zeros maybe like the, in 20 years people will be like that cd price record oh i wish i had the cd of it or whatever uh so it's right. like not on streaming services and like why there's got to huh. be an interesting story behind there she's based in like salt lake city that could be part of it there's some weird utah thing i'm like for a, an artist to come out of like utah and have like this this intent it's like not very many people it seems like but the people that like her are like cultishly into her i'm just like what like that could be like what happened miss simone it'd be like what happened sadie price that could be the the concept so that's my pitch for someone out there research the sadie price story it it seems like there's something there and oh, like interesting yeah like if you get you know there's going to be an interview where you like track her down like jandek or something yeah mm. right Oh, that's awesome. It kind of reminds me of the story. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately forgetting the name of this doc, but you and I watched it about the girl. I think she grew up in Taiwan that she made all the oh, yes. movies. Um, yeah, Shirkers. Shirkers. Yeah. It was on Netflix, which I actually really loved, and we have not talked about that film. I know. I that's was a gonna great try, doc. I, yeah, I, I hit up the director on uh, on Twitter, and she was like, yeah, go through Netflix. And like it just turned into a voice. Oh, that's, 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 that's right. Every yeah. time we try to talk to someone from Netflix, it's basically because they have their own podcast. Um, that's right. that's got to be yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, they do follow-up yeah. podcasts about documentaries. Yeah. Great idea, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um, Awesome. Okay, George, you want to set up uh, our next episode that we're going to be airing? Yeah, sure. So I speaking of Amazon documentaries, Amazon Prime documentaries, I talked to Mike Ott, and this is a doc that was pitched to us by Arlen Golden, who does uh, Drunken Film Fest, the Oakland Drunken Film Fest, and he helped distribute this documentary. And it's basically like the way I summarized it is it's like it's like the American movie for the MySpace era. Mm. It takes place at a community college in 2007. And it's sort of like also before Community, the show came out. Speaking of Joel McHale, it's like everyone in it is a total insane character. Uh, and, and like Mike Ott is basically the film professor at this community college and there's a kid who's like 18 who mostly plays video games and he wants to make a film for the the class that's like 
this 20 page script like their assignment was to write a five page script so he like and then in his mind he's doing it like he's the next spielberg and it's just like the hubris of an 18 year old who like doesn't even like film it seems like so it's not even like the way like in american movie at least he's like a, an artist in this one sense it's almost like this guy who's not even an artist he just thinks he should be a filmmaker and it's 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 just rich with character study, essentially. And it never really got a release. Uh, he finished shoot, uh, editing it in 2008, never really got an official release until it did some film festivals in like 2011, 2012. And so it's now available for streaming uh, within the last year. So Mike Ott has uh, gone on to make a bunch of other uh, fiction and nonfiction feature films and is always also ran a punk label that was pretty popular in the early 2000s. So yeah, uh, it was an interesting conversation I had with him. Kid Icarus, it's very funny in the way I like, like I said, the, the MySpace version of American movie. So that oh, is awesome. our next interview that we're going to run on this program. And today just happens to be record store day. And we are, our current podcast is other music. You, is, you have a look of concern, George. Oh, well, uh, so record store day now got pushed back to June. From what I oh. understand, this is like when Records for Day was supposed to happen. It was supposed oh, to be I today. See. And so, yeah, other music. Uh, did you guys get a chance to watch? Elson, we can watch it. Um, it's a I great haven't, film. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I listened to your uh, talk, and it's really good. Yeah. It's a great talk. And uh, I have yet to see the doc, but I really want to. Well, we have the screener link. But the rest of you should rent it. And it, the rental fees are actually going <laughs> to support... Uh, retail record stores and movie theaters that actually have been closed. Like they worked out a really interesting deal. I'm like, these guys are like really believe in the cause. Cause like they spent like years making this documentary and now they're like the majority of the money coming in is going to be good. They're getting less than these yeah. stores would be getting. Oh, uh, interesting. The distribution yeah. Deal. So, um, yeah, the, uh, Rob and Paloma, a uh, really cool couple. They also made a documentary about Syl Johnson, which has also not had a wide release yet. It's done festivals. Uh, we could probably get a screener link for that as well and have them back <laughs> on and talk about it. Uh, I like your stage whisper for the screen. <laughs> I know. I oh, know. Aside, oh, you can't see my cat jumping on everything. Um, yeah. Should SupDoc start a documentary distribution company or something? Like, uh, we we seem to have no. A lot of people have very limited. You know what? We lose money doing this. Why not lose money doing <laughs> yeah. other stuff? Yeah, yeah you, you guys are in charge in? of that. <laughs> okay, good, fair enough. Why don't we buy fair a theater enough. while we're at it? There's going to be a few yeah. for sale at the end of this. And a restaurant. One Doc of the theaters. only documentary only theater. It'd be like the new Beverly, but just documentaries. Mm, <laughs> Doc garlic fries at the Doc theaters. I can smell it now. All right, awesome. Will has some exciting news. Yeah, I've uh, just recently launched a podcast. If you're listening to this uh, the day it comes out, uh, you can listen to our second episode as well as our first. They're both there. Uh, the podcast is called Cathode Ray Mission. Uh, that's a reference to Videodrome, uh, one of my favorite movies. And it's my friend uh, in Oklahoma City, Randy uh, Heyer. Uh, he and I have been friends for a long time, and we kind of talk about movies a lot. And so I just I decided to start a uh, podcast where it's the two of us uh, talking about movies, uh, talking about one movie generally per episode. Um, so our first episode was Like Me, uh, which is a movie that came out in 2017, I believe, uh, is, which is available on Amazon and Shudder. Uh, it's one that I had never seen before. 
Uh, it was very interesting. Uh, so you can check that out. And then the day this comes out, uh, you can hear uh, my pick, which was If, the 1968 uh, film from Lindsay Anderson uh, who that stars uh, Malcolm McDowell, uh, pre-Clockwork Orange, uh, also one of my favorite movies. So well, That's awesome. How do you guys pick... We pick at random. We've recorded two other ones today for the upcoming weeks, so they were just kind of randomly selected. Uh, whatever we want to watch, yeah. But we're we'll, we're also up uh, for suggestions uh, if you all have anything. And then we're going to be cruising through May. Tom Cruise movies all May. <laughs> nice. That's. Do you guys are you on Instagram? Yeah. Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, Cathode Ray Mission Pod uh, there. Uh, also, where everywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, all those places. Uh, if we're not where, uh, if we're not there, reach out to us, and we'll we'll make sure we get there. That's awesome, Cathode Ray Mission. No, oh, awesome. That's awesome. That sounds fun. I'd love that. Yeah, I love. I love I love uh, I love when people drill down into like obscure '60s movies because mm. I'm a big fan of those as well. And uh, you know I like to hear what people can come up with with uh, some. You should have um, Chad Opitz on. Yeah, I want to get some guests on. He's a, he's another movie guy that I like. Um, so I'm hoping to get. We haven't had any guests on yet, but hoping to to get you guys on as well. If you're if you're up. Yeah, that'd that. be awesome. Well, speaking of Chad Opitz, Will and I just saw him do a character. Uh, he did talkies last night in character yeah. as a. Uh, chat chip e chip erotic something the like that Bug yeah king of tallahassee yeah <laughs> which was his his joe exotic riff uh that was fun oh that's yeah. fun. Very yeah. fun that's awesome um okay so what do you guys so with this now we're going to get into the heavy stuff i guess uh, the current state of docs and podcasting what do you think what do you got pandemic isolation Ooh. what's happening so apparently from what i understand listening sh listenerships of podcasts are going down yeah is that correct? Is yeah. Mine, uh, about that. Okay. In general, yeah, you're seeing a, a bit of a dip, and so if you watch any of, if you look at any of the podcast trade publications, which I do because uh, I have to for work. We got um, your Neiman Labs. You got your uh, Nick Quaz. Yep. You got your uh, Pod, Pod News. Pod News. You got your yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it is overall, but you're getting a spike in Corona-based stuff, obviously. So. Mm. Uh, but a lot of the more bingeable stuff, people are turning to video since they're sitting on their couch more and the commute is gone for a lot of people. And so that's the commute right. gotta be the killer. Yeah. Drive time is a big podcast driver. So, um, yeah. So that, I mean, that's definitely where I'm at. I'm not listening. I to definitely it. know that uh, for, for Sirius XM, it is a huge loss to not have drive time because yeah. it's, most of their listening was in cars. So oh, right. for them. Yeah. Have you guys listened to, are you guys listening to new podcasts, something you haven't heard before that you've just kind of started digging into? Uh, yeah, I finally have started listening to uh, the Doughboys. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. Which is, you know, yeah. very sweet, uh, very lighthearted, um, and uh, doesn't, you know, it's, it's pretty generic, so I, I can just kind of listen to it. I like hearing those those people does talk. it make you miss restaurants uh, though mostly it's i'm gonna make you miss restaurants now no okay nah um yeah so that's one the other one a little bit more serious is blowback this is from stitcher premium uh right now and it's uh kind of a history of the iraq war uh kind of looking oh, back wow. to the beginning of uh the turn of the century and how we got to where we are now 
Um, also very good and very, you know, a lot of stuff I forgot because, you know, I, I was in my 20s uh, when that all started. So some stuff I remember, some stuff I don't. And it was also a crazy time and a lot happened. So a very interesting review. Very interesting to see who is still around uh, from right. that. So um, it's they have the first episode available now for free and then it's behind a paywall. But I think it'll be coming out eventually. Uh, so based on the first episode, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm, I hope to listen to the rest of it. Yeah. Um, well, I kind of dip into a bunch of podcasts all the time, but like nothing is like really hooked me in as like, this is going to be in my regular rotation. Uh, I was going to point out an episode that I think is relevant to listen to of a podcast, which was a trader. There's an inside trader Joe's podcast, which is really fascinating in general. It's just all about like what's going on inside the corporate world of trader Joe's. And there is one that came out recently about, COVID, uh, how they're handling COVID. And I, I was actually really interested in what they were saying. They did kind of like talk about the, they're like, well, a bunch of people try to unionize. And I think like the people don't really understand. I'm like, okay, well, like back up a little bit. Of course mm. the, the corporate Trader Joe's mm. podcast is going to be anti-union, but they, they explained like how their bonus <laughs> system was working when the rush was happening. But mm. other than that, it's really interesting just to see it because basically all these people, grocery store workers, you know, food delivery people, everyone has become like emergency frontline workers essentially in a health crisis. So I thought that was really interesting. So it kind of delves into what you're talking about. Like it's just an episode that relates to coronavirus of a podcast that otherwise I actually enjoyed the inside Trader Joe's podcasts, other episodes. So we plug for Trader Joe's. They also, I know a bunch of people that work there. My cousin works there. So, uh, yeah. Um, that nothing else, like I don't really dig into fiction shows or anything too much. So yeah, nothing else has really like jumped out at me lately as a new podcast that I should latch onto. I, I would also like to shout out uh, Joe's Insider Trading Podcast. That's Joe's Insights. That's awesome. A Trader Joe's corporate podcast that you enjoy yeah, well, listening tra- to. It's huh? fascinating. It's gotten man. good it's, reviews. It's, it's, Trader Joe's really? is a fascinating company. If you just, they don't really do things like tra- huh. the traditional way. Like they, they intentionally want you to have a crowded parking situation. Like they create that 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 feeling of like a blockbuster essentially vibe, yeah, yeah, uh, right, 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 right. Oh, like a blockbuster, yeah, like video. a blockbuster video, exactly, like a blockbuster video. No, I mean it does have that vibe to it, like on a mm-hmm, busy mm-hmm. Friday night, like yeah. anytime I go in there. Yeah, there's a fear of missing out that kind of happens. Um, I started listening to the Honeydew podcast, okay. Ryan Sickler's uh, podcast where he interviews comedians, and I'm really enjoying this uh, podcast called The Session, uh, where this guy. Um, breaks down music by tracks so he just goes through the songs of popular songs by track this is what the bass is doing this is what the drums are doing this is what the keyboards are doing this is what the singer's doing and then he puts them all back together and you can hear what's happening is that that sounds like song exploder but without the actual musician as the guest it's just the guy who's breaking down the, the stems of the songs this, the, yeah, he's breaking down the stems and he's a, uh, uh, a professional oh, okay. recording engineer. Okay. Um, he's been around and he's, he's worked with everybody and he, uh, it's really interesting because he's like, oh, did, like walking on the moon, the police song, there's a mandolin mm. that you would, or in a piano that you would never know. It was just, it's kind of like in the mix and you would never know it was there. It's like ear candy. Mm. Just fascinating stuff. I love that kind of stuff. So, um, 
those are the two I have been listening to. And, um, you know, I guess Doc's you know, docs are docs. You know, people are watching them. People may not be watching them. Who knows? Uh, it's hard to tell sometimes. I feel, I feel like now is a great time for docs. So I hope people are going to start, like, really pushing them Do you, do you them feel up, like you know? if someone wasn't into docs and they started with Tiger King, would that then lead them down a trail into docs or true crime or weird Americana? Or what do you think would happen? Yeah. I think so. I think it's a gateway. Yeah, I would think so. I would I would hope that it would be. I mean, you can't if you're on Netflix, it's hard not to see a doc mm-hmm. that's in front of your, you know, in the things you should watch or whatever mm-hmm. recommendation stuff. So, um and if and if people are listening and want to let us know about docs they're watching, you can uh Email us at supdocpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and let us know what you're watching or what you want us to cover or who should we have on as a guest and all that kind of good stuff. Well, guys, yeah. this has been fun. Yeah. This has been fun about talking about Tiger King and I and all the rest of it. Um, and our next episode is the Kid Icarus uh, episode with George and that's going to be fun to listen to. So um, thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks, guys, yeah, for coming. Thanks, Doing this. thanks Will. Thank you, guys. And we're also on Patreon. Don't and, forget uh, the we'll, Patreon plug. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we actually did a live Instagram right. thing, and we uh, archived that on Patreon, and we'll announce when we try that again. Yeah, we had a fun time. That was, yeah, we'll do it that was fun. We should do that again. Bye-bye. <laughs> right, well, goodbye, everybody. Stay home. Watch Docs. Watch Docs.